The innovation divas really know the who, what, and why of inventing and love that they can share their knowledge, connections, and great women-invented products with their audience. Meet Melinda Knight, businesswoman, inventor, expert social media, and celebrity gifting guru, and her co-host, Deanna Cohen, who has been inventing products, businesses, marketing contests, and events for over 20 years. The Innovation Divas not only host this fantastic show, they also run the only network award program and events for women inventors. If you need the connections to buyers, the media, or companies that can take your product to the next level, then you are listening to the right show. Now here to share the who, what, and why of inventing, your innovation divas, Melinda Knight and Diana Cohen. We are back for another wonderful week. I'm so excited. Yeah, it's been a busy, uh, actually a couple weeks, hasn't it? It really has, but I feel like we are always so busy with all the great things that the Inventors Network has to offer our clients and inventors, and we got a little something coming up, hopefully up our sleeve, that is going to really rock the world of the inventor community, mm-hmm. um, or it, it, could, it could break like an egg. How about that? Is that a good, like... <laughs> Well, we always have, if that breaks, then we always have something, you know, stuffed up those sleeves. We have those, we're like the chipmunk with our, you know, cheeks full of of stuff, of nuts. Well, that's our sleeves. We have stuff up our sleeves. (laughs) See, it is tiring. This this, this radio show can be very tiring. But maybe we'll whip up some eggs in a couple weeks and have some big news to tell some people. So without further ado, you're so cute. We are Melinda and Deanna from Innovation Innovative Divas. Yeah, I can't even talk because I'm not even tired. Innovation oh. Divas. Well, between the and, two of us, we're going to have a, uh, we'll just have our, our stuff slurred and our <laughs> stutters and all that. Maybe we should just, maybe we should just have our guests run the show today. What do you think about that? Oh, yeah, that would be great. <laughs> so, Tim, are you ready to just run the show? Are you there, Tim? Oh. Oh, he isn't on yet. Okay. Um, we can, we, sorry, that was our mistake. Our, our producer's sharing that Tim's not on the phone yet. Okay. So wait, you know what? That's okay. Cause we can just babble and not make any sense until yeah. we can try and get a phone. We're good at babbling. So the, we have lots to talk about. We have lots to I know. keep people up to so, speed with and what's going on. I'm telling you. Um, so tell me a little bit about what's happening in Seattle. Well, first of all, it's beautiful weather. And uh, today it's going to be about 70 some degrees. So on the weather front, but anyway, on the uh, hot front, we are doing a celebrity gifting right now to Jessica Beal and Justin Timberlake. So uh, yeah, super excited about that. It's about ready to go out. I'm just putting the finishing touches on it. Um, got the letter and everything. And if people don't, um, you know, really understand how the celebrity gifting works um it's it's a new marketing tool it's a a way of marketing your product and uh we line things up with the celebrities people the people and get the approval we tell them who we are and um oh and i'm just telling my producer something really quick uh that this was just gonna type something oh from (laughs) 
I'm uh, gonna, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna send him a quick email too, guys. Yeah, so we'll, we'll yeah. Just... We're looking for our guests, which we're really excited to have him on because he's gonna be great. But um, anyway, back to the celebrity gifting. Um, so basically, how it works is that we line things up, we get out the approval, and then um, we put together this fabulous basket of products from our network. And it could be a, a solo um, gifting, which where it's just one product getting all the you know limelight, or a group gifting, which I think is more powerful because you get to use each other's um, reach and following to really get the word out about all of your products. So um, anyway, it's really powerful, and we do a blog posting after it's sent out, um, take pictures of the basket, and then we pr have information about all the uh, products that are on so or that are in the gifting and the, where you can buy it. So, And what's really cool with the... Uh, with well, it looks like Tim is here, so I'll, we'll just talk about celebrity gifting uh, another time. And the good part is that he doesn't even know what we were saying before, right? We were trying to talk to you, Tim, and you weren't there, so it's all good. How are you? Welcome to the show. I'm doing great. How you doing? We're good. We're good. So um, we were kind of laughing because we were stumbling over some of our little words about our, the name of our business because Melinda doesn't <laughs> get any sleep. And uh, I'm the one that gets all the sleep. And yet I was the one stumbling with the, my words. So who could figure? But we were going to say that you were going to run the show for us today because we couldn't even, you know, say innovation divas. We were <laughs> Anyway, so welcome, welcome, welcome. You you are Tim Hayes, the creator of Cardboard Helicopter, a product development company and one of our wonderful industry experts. And um, honest to gosh, you know, this is a category that is so important to our industry because people who come up with products don't necessarily know what it entails in terms of actually developing it so that it's retail ready. So I guess my first question for you, Tim, is um, first, give us a little bit background of, of your um, resume, because it is pretty profound and, and worthwhile. Yeah, so I went to uh, school for industrial design. So industrial design is uh, creating value on products. Essentially, it's creating uh all the way from a sketch to final manufactured product on the shelf, uh, the form, ergonomics, usability, and uh, you know all the all the things you need to do to have a successful product that uh, people love. And uh, with that degree, I went on and worked for several startups. Uh, helped help a lot of um, consumer products, uh, beauty products, uh, medical products from the ground up. People in, in basements and uh, kind of have a Started some smaller companies with some people, uh, help them uh, get lifted, and I also worked for uh, Fisher Price Toys, designing Power Wheels, little ride-on toys that you have your kids on, and uh, that was a great time. So, designing a lot of different toys there at Fisher Price as well, little ride-on vehicles and uh, ESPN uh, games, and that was a great time over in Buffalo. And I've worked at uh, MCD Products. I designed uh, a lot of tractors. And uh, right on lawnmowers, everything you can think of, snow throwers, um, designed a tractor that beat out the sales of John Deere and a lot of different things, uh, developing, you know, initial form ideas all the way to final product where we do um, chat, prototyping, things like that, um, getting a lot of the, uh, the beautiful side of things, you know, from the, from the initial concept done right. Um, 
And I uh, worked for a lot of different design firms and kind of learned from them. And then started my own thing with a uh, Carver helicopter. I started with uh, friends that I've had since sixth grade. <laughs> so, wow. Yeah. So uh, it's over in uh, Lakewood, Ohio, where we're actually born and raised, all three of us. And uh, we actually have essentially left our jobs, our Chris jobs, and really went at it. Um, started kind of licensing products um, and uh, having the design service as well, um, but really trying to focus on uh, acting as a think tank, um, but but also uh, work towards getting a, a design firm where we could really help the armchair inventors and uh, all the way up to Fortune 500 companies design their products. So we're always designing something new, um, Every week, it's a different category. So it's either a baby product, it's a, it's a new tactical knife, or a, you know, a medical device. Um, we're really uh, helping a lot of uh, different uh, different needs. So sometimes an inventor has a product, and you know, they just have a prototype, or it's just uh, rudimentary, and essentially need um, something marketable so we can help them refine that. Um, sometimes it's someone with just an idea on a napkin or there's not even a napkin, it's just in their head. And we can uh, bring it to life via you know, virtual concept or a real prototype concept and uh, get it ready to be um, manufactured, everything, everything we need, um, where they're trying to actually commercialize it. Um, sometimes we just help inventors who just need a little bit of aesthetics or refinement or just need to get uh, costs down, things like that, and they want to get a licensing deal. Um, we've had a lot of people on different networks of um, invention submission companies, some of the big infomercial companies where they can't get a licensing deal because of the cost or the looks, whatever it is, the um, shipping, things like that. Well, we'll come in, you know, a week or two and refine it and uh, get a licensing deal with them um, for, that, for that inventor instantly. Uh, we've done it that's a, many times. That's pretty, um, so. that's pretty amazing, Tim. You know, we are going to have to take a break in a little under three minutes. But, you know, yeah. from working for Fisher-Price and, and all these large companies, there's it seems as if you obviously have the knowledge base and the, um, the in industrial design background. So when we come back from break, or maybe you'll, you'll touch on it a little bit before we go, but when a new inventor, someone like someone coming through our network, would be to um, be in the need of your services, what would you be the ideal person um, um, for that vision? If they would it be a product just sketched out on a napkin? Would it be something further along? Um, what what would that person's um, product uh, phase really look like? Sometimes, if they've done a little bit of sweat and put something into it, it always helps. You know, a little bit of a uh, proof of prototype, even if it's just made out of cardboard, or you know, that's always nice to have to work around um, compared to the raw idea. But we generally um, help at any stage. There's a lot of people that have just had a, an idea, um, so we really like to help with the, you know, the whole gamut of, of, of development. Um, so sometimes it's not just that, that simple refinement, um, such as a self-sheet, things like that, uh, some form refinements. But, you know, I can't really say that there is, is a perfect line. It's just that uh, we like to help uh, a lot of people at different stages and, and kind of guide them and 
help them save a lot of money instead of some of the other places that can point you in the wrong direction and, and, and uh, spend a lot of time patenting things that they don't really need to patent or aren't really ready to patent yet because they haven't refined it enough. You know, that's a critical thing, and we're going to take a break in about 20 seconds or so. But when we come back from break, I'd love to have you touch on that. I think that's an important piece of not having to go and spend a ton of money um, and making sure that their product is really ready for market. So we can talk a little bit about market research and if you suggest that, and um, and also whether or not you do some of those cool 3D um you know, design machines, you know, taking on something like that. Yeah. So when we'll be, we'll be right back with Tim Hayes from Cardboard Design after a few minutes from our sponsors. Thanks. Linda and Deanna will return after a short break with more of Innovation Divas. This is Uncommon Sense for Leaders, a forum for exploring leadership from the intellect, the heart, and the spirit. Whether you're a leader now or aspire to be a leader in the future, you owe it to yourself to learn about the big ideas that have shaped the careers of compelling communicators, masters of influence, and highly effective leaders. Uncommon Sense for Leaders. Tune in to hear thought-provoking ideas on every aspect of leadership. You can expect dynamic discussions with special guests, quick tips you can apply immediately for better results, and the tools you need to take you from where you are to where you want to be as a leader. Are you ready to crack the code for achieving unprecedented results? Then join the host for Uncommon Sense for Leaders, Catherine Carlisi, every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on the All Business Radio Network. It's time to devote time to yourself and strap yourself in for a fun, down-to-earth, enthusiastic, compassionate, easy-to-understand discussion on the unlimited ways you can be all that you want to be. Join us for Bee Institute Radio with Christine McKee on Toginet Radio. Each week, Christine will have lively and open discussions and interviews, share stories and case studies, and hear from experts on the topic of the week. Christine, a registered psychologist from Australia and published author of Be by Design, How I Be is Up to Me, hosts lively discussions and interviews every Thursday evening at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. If you need the connections to buyers, media, or companies who can take your product to the next level, then you are listening to the right show. This is the Innovation Divas on Toginet Radio. And now, let's return to your Innovation Divas, Melinda Knight and Deanna Cole. So before we went to break, Tim Hayes, the founder and creator of Cardboard Helicopter Design, um, you can reach him at Cardboard Helicopter um, website dot com. Um, you were mentioning, uh, Tim, that uh, it is about supporting the inventor and helping them save some money. So could we touch a little bit about how some inventors have gone through the process and have spent too much money with a product maybe that just was not meant to be? Yes, so I've, I've dealt with a lot of uh, inventor meetings and things that I've seen a lot of people go through. A lot of inventor networks where they really um, 
get a product where it's just the raw idea of, of what it is and uh, our company will just do an animation for them and a website and not really do much and you know they'll spend five thousand ten thousand hundred thousand uh, without doing really all the things you need to do of market research competitive research and then uh you know, really refining your idea and uh, testing it on, on people, see what they like. Um, but, you know, some of the clients, like a, a recent one we had is a, a device where it was spending over a year on it. And, you know, within a week, I changed and completely modified it in a way that I thought that should have been done from the start and could have saved them, you know, probably $100,000 and, you know, cost them next to nothing for me to develop it and uh, really get them to that uh, quick stage of manufacturability, uh, bringing their cost down you know, 10 times, uh, the simplicity, the, the elegance, and the look, everything for, for this uh, device, um, something that can actually get um, market share and uh, do really well. And then, you know, sometimes working with uh, smaller inventors, developing and refining a product to a stage that's perfect before they spend all the types of money to um, patent and protect. And, and I think a lot of people focus a lot of energy on, on the patent so much, you know, sometimes it can definitely matter if it's, a, if it's a certain tech that you're trying to license, whatever it is. But generally, it's, it's all about making it a great, innovative, marketable product. And, and I feel like the patent, to me, is the least important part, unless you're trying to really go big scale for one of the biggest companies out there that really require a lot of utility. Um, but all the licensing deals that I've personally been doing with my team um, require little or no patents at all. Um, we deal with a lot of non-disclosures and uh, put all the patenting on, on the company. So we have some good relationships where they trust us, we trust them, and um, we really strive on making just, uh, you know, marketable, great products that uh, these companies are looking for and, and finding the right companies that are, are looking for those ideas. So um, if, and an we'll invent- always, um, if, if an inventor has an idea and they're coming to you and that they're not necessarily – say you like the idea and they want their goal is to get a licensing or get a license deal – what type of partnership, or do you form kind of a partnership with that inventor with their product? At, yeah, in so that some, venture? sometimes, uh, yeah, sometimes they um, have, they're getting licensing deals on their own. Um, um, but we are we have some partners and, and some people that we're been using um, internally here, just kind of reaching out where we can kind of help inventors. We we really help uh, getting the product uh, to a great stage and. and uh, Having not only just being a design firm, but being you know more of an inventor as well and licensing, I kind of uh, can kind of get people in the right direction quickly compared to regular firms who are just they just want to design a great product. And, you know, but I can kind of understand where where they're trying to go with it and um, what the best direction to go. Um, but to do a certain deal um, with an inventor, sometimes we can do a uh, a lower cost kind of thing. Um, where we can kind of lower the cost of development if they want to do some type of partnership. Um, uh, done that kind of with some people, even with some Kickstarters, kind of commercialized things, people that are on a, a low budget initially. Um, but people that are trying to essentially just license the product, we're, we're getting good at that, and I'd like to be a, a real nice outlet for, for people like that where we could actually help them 
pricey ideas, but um, I think that's not the most difficult part. It's just uh, getting something uh, that really makes sense as a product and, and uh, being open to changes for your idea. Uh, a lot of inventors will get stuck on this one thing. It's, you know, very small market or it's um, a, a product that is too expensive or, you know, there's too many things out there. Um, so we kind of help point these people in the right direction and say, here's here's where you should put your effort and time and here's where you should, uh, maybe you should move on and do something else. And because you're an inventor, you can come up with plenty of other ideas just like we do. <laughs> Well, well, and that, it's that's... all about flexibility too. And any, you know, anytime you're doing a business or an idea and bringing it to market, if you're not flexible and you can't change and take advice, you're probably not going to go forward with it. Right, so, right. And, and your portfolio is incredibly impressive. I was, I was just salivating over everything on your website. <laughs> Do you want to go over some of the products that you have developed? Yeah. Yeah. So some of the, Simple products, you know, some of the low-hanging fruit licensing deals that we kind of just did was initially Quirky years ago. I was um, licensed with uh, Quirky um, skewers uh, or Quirky sliders and the metal sliders. So I had an idea when I was um, I got out of school and, and essentially was had a problem with making shish kebabs and, and saw people sliding off with their dirty hands and forks. So. I invented that product where you kind of have this little slider mechanism that slides off your just about meat and uh, veggies. And I licensed that to Quirky, and I actually visited them a bunch of times. And I was on a TV show on HBO with them for another product um, that actually never really um, got developed, but it was it was fun interacting with um, Ben, the CEO of Quirky, and all, all that. Um, and so those are on there, and um, they. Did a new version, um, a metal version, which is they were in uh, every every Home Depot last year, and they had my name and the face on it last year. So I was going around; it was kind of cool. And uh, some of the products on there that we've kind of developed there's a, a splash infuser, which is a product that we just actually ran a Kickstarter for, and uh, we, we were successfully funded uh, back in November. I think it was a little over seventeen thousand. We asked for fifteen. And um, we actually make that in the U.S., so we make that over in uh, Port Erie Plastics. It's a great place. Um, over so this is this is your own product that you've developed, not yeah, yeah. Talking. We actually have it out of my. Um, we fulfill, market, and do everything for that product. That's the first one we've actually made and market ourselves. Um, so that's a, a product that we literally last year um, said, "Let's make a product. Let's create our own destiny." You know, licensing could take a while. And design clients can take a while, um, so let's get some uh, uh, some revenue from from actually making and manufacturing this product. And uh, we wanted to get the most mass market product we could think of. And uh, we realized everyone has to drink water, so we innovated from there. And uh, we created this device that basically infuses your water, beer, cocktails, and kind of drink um, instantly by um, chopping it up with a, a muddler blade. So. There's only one other competitor out there. It's about $30 uh, system, very hard to clean. Ours is very simple, dropped in. Uh, kids can use it, uh, adults. So that's a fun little product that we're really um, starting to really boost sales and get um, we're, we're a lot of stores locally, online, everywhere. So that one's uh, something we designed. Every single detail, packaging, everything, patents, all that. 
Uh, we were really trying does to it, make a move here work and make a like a, in the U.S. Does it kind of work like a tea bag, or you know, kind of the concept of a? I mean, it's not yeah. a tea bag, and it's more complex than that, and it's really cool. <laughs> um, but it looks like you know, if you actually see it, everybody should go to their website too at uh, cardboardhelicopter.com and go to the portfolio so you can check this out because it looks so cool. Yeah, so it's basically like a tea bag. Um, how it uh, it's a drop-in uh, device. So ours, instead of using you're waiting two hours or overnight to infuse your water with fruit and herbs, ours can do it you know in a minute or two, um, and you use less fruit, so you save a lot of money. So basically, like when you make a mojito, you have a like a wooden muddler, so you muddle up the uh, the mint and everything to release the flavors. Ours does basically the same thing. It makes it, it kind of pulverizes the fruit and releases the juices quick. So when you when you leave to go to the gym, you don't go and grab a Gatorade really quick because you don't want to infuse for hours. Um, you just drop one of these in and, and go. Um, would, would this work in an alcoholic beverage too? Yeah, yeah. We actually just found out that it infuses beer rapidly too. So <laughs> it works in cocktails. And, uh, wait, 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 wait Tim, that, I... This this is a good note because we got to go in about two minutes. But I remember you giving me one at the houseware show, and I am uh, I love uh, mojitos. So I'm gonna go. Yeah. I'll let you guys finish talking. I'm gonna go make my mojito now. Is that all right? <laughs> Just awesome. kidding. It's so, five it is somewhere, right? <laughs> it is five o'clock somewhere, and I think my 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 uh, numbers are off on this show. So anyway, Tim, you have been an amazing guest. You have created. Great products all on your own. You support the inventor community with, you know, giving them incredible design help and processes that um, many product design companies don't do. It seems like you're truly a full-service organization there, and we're honored and always thrilled to have you a part of our network. And um, it's so um, what an awe-inspiring thing that you could, you know, go back to your hometown and, and be with your childhood friends. Hopefully there's, there's no, uh, you know, little kid arguments and it's just um, um, great success stories to come. So we're, we're honored and thrilled to have you apart. Is there any last bit of uh, advice you would give someone? You know, I have a brother who's always coming up with product ideas and I'm probably not the best one to give him advice. What would you suggest to someone who is just coming up with an idea? What, what would you suggest to them? Yeah, I, I would say, um, you know, we're really, we came up with a lot of ideas and I think, the best ones of problem and solution if you can do that. Um, and then, you know, just find something you have a lot of passion in. It always helps. It's a category that I really like. And, uh, you know, just keep, you know, it's all about drive. So keep developing it and refining it, showing the people and um, use a little bit of your instincts, but also just ask other people around you what, what you think and just keep developing that. And if it's not the one, you know, just keep, uh, keep coming up with other things as we do. We, we do thousands of ideas and, we throw away 200 products this year and say, that's done, you know? So <laughs> to an inventor, you can keep coming up with another better idea if that one's just not working and uh, spend your uh, your energy in the right areas. So, What great advice. Thank you, Tim, so much for being on the show today. You're awesome. Yeah. awesome. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. You bet. And we will be right back after a few messages from our sponsors with uh, Ken Lanner from Six Ideas. I wonder how many ideas he has for our inventor oh, community. Wow. <laughs> we'll All be right. right back. Take care. Belinda and Diana will return after a short break with more of Innovation Divas. 
In today's business world, a helping hand or idea that doesn't come with an invoice is a treasured find. And if that happens to you, then you need to pay it forward to keep other entrepreneurs from making mistakes or getting a raw deal. It's called Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi. Wednesday mornings at 10, 9 a.m. Central. Josephine is going to have the guests describe their accomplishments, the lessons they've learned, both good and bad, and then sharing those pieces of knowledge as we create a movement of Paying It Forward. For more information about Josephine, her business, and background, you can go to MyMomKnowsBest.com. Josephine Girasi has always been a problem solver. She saw this need and has turned it into a movement. It's Paying It Forward. With tips, tools, and advice, and hard lessons learned, these pieces of knowledge can make a huge difference for you, your business, and others. So join us for Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi, Wednesday mornings at 10 a.m., 9 a.m. Central, on toginet.com. Martha Sanchez, the host of the Mobby to Mogul radio show, empowering women to build a successful business, invites you to join her on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. At the ripe age of five, she was already interpreting information in documents and instructions on forms for her immigrant parents. Now, through her experience and those of her guests, she provides you with valuable steps to empower you to reach financial independence. Martha A. Sanchez is a registered nurse with a bachelor in nursing and master's of business administration. She's a business coach, speaker, author, and CEO of Moss International, LLC. Her diverse work experience brings you expertise in areas essential to customer service, social media, and budgeting. The Mommy to Mogul radio show furthers her personal mission of empowering women to help them build successful businesses so they can reach financial independence. Join Martha Sanchez, the host of the Mommy to Mogul radio show, Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you need the connections to buyers, media, or companies who can take your product to the next level, then you are listening to the right show. This is the Innovation Divas on Toginet Radio. And now, let's return to your Innovation Divas, Melinda Knight and Deanna Cohen. What a nice guy he was. Oh, so great and so talented. I really want people to go to their website. I mean, I was just really impressed. I wish I had had that type of resource with my own invention. It just makes me sad. <laughs> I know. But I didn't well, have that back in the day, so that would have been back nice. The, back when you were creating the wheel, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh, and fire and all that stuff. <laughs> I know. You're so old. I know. Really old. I know. Well, you know what? We talk about knowing someone for some for some time. That was not a segue, but I'm going to say it anyway, because I've known our, our next guest for quite some time. Um, we met um, maybe six or seven years ago, and, and this year we finally got him to be a part of our Inventors Network Expert Pavilion and also, um, you know, just an important player in the um, inventor process because many people don't realize that you don't have to go um, direct to retail, which is really actually a hard thing to do. You can actually hire a rep firm. Ken Lanner from Six Ideas is on our show. Welcome to the show, Ken. Thank you. You are welcome. So this is an important piece for inventors to hear that um, your relationships that you've built over the course of many, many years with the likes of, of QVC and catalogs and retailers, you're really the, the guy to know, right? <laughs> right, right. I think the important thing uh, 
that I bring to the table is, you know, knowing the the contacts and the connections and the the process that these uh, retailers and these uh, distribution channels that they what they go through uh, to purchase product. So it's hard for somebody who says, I really want to get my product on QVC, and they don't know anything, they don't know anybody, they don't know any buyers or what the margins are or what the process is to actually make it happen. So that's where I come in. Well, let's let's talk a little bit about that, okay? As an example, with QVC, like if I said to you, hey, Ken, I have a great product, and I'm, so, you know, my goal is only to be on QVC, um, and I have about 500, you know, pieces in my garage, what would you say to me? Well, uh, you probably, need, depending upon the type of product and how much it is, uh, you probably need a little bit more inventory, but uh, typically the initial inventory to re require to do a test on either QVC or HSN is about $25,000 of wholesale product. And what I would do is I would uh, contact the, the buyer that, would handle that type of product. So if it's a kitchen gadget, then I would contact the kitchen gadget buyer and I would set up a meeting with that buyer and uh, either I would go and present it on your behalf or I would say, hey, you know, you're so passionate about this product, I'll set the appointment up, but we'll go out there together and we'll pitch this product uh, to, to that particular buyer. And do you think it is easier and smarter, I mean, I know it's your business to say this, but for, for you who has relationships, for these inventors to, to come in and, and work with you, I think it makes all the sense in the world because not to say that QVC is the only game in town, but maybe QVC isn't interested, but yet you believe so powerful, pow, empowered by the product, you'll be out there pitching it to all different resources and then they can still sit back and, and plan their their everyday life, and you're actually doing all the heavy lifting, right? Right. They can focus on other distribution channels or um, or other parts of their business. But, you know, by hiring a broker in general, whether it's somebody that calls on QVC or HSN or, or Walgreens or whatever that is, you know, it's nice to know somebody like myself that can walk your product into the right place as opposed to you just picking up the phone and calling like, Walgreens and saying, hi, I've got this product, you know, I'd like to sell it to you, and, and who do you talk to? And they've got a lot of buyers, and they've got a, you know, they're billion-dollar companies, and they have a process that screens out people, and, um, you know, these buyers are contacted every day by thousands, you know, hundreds of people. Right, and then your relationships are, are solid. So let's talk a little bit about, like, a, a successful inventor story. Do you have one on the top of your mind that you can throw out and let us hear about? Sure, and um, it's, also a, uh, it's also a plug for LinkedIn because uh, uh, this particular inventor found me through LinkedIn. Um, it just happened to be... Um, a college fraternity that I was in, which is a long time ago, 
but uh, this guy was in the same fraternity that I was in, but in a different college. But I was a member of the uh, the group, uh, the national group on LinkedIn, and he contacted me and said, "Hey, brother, I have this invention, and I see that you contact uh, QVC and catalogs, and I'd like to get it out there." And uh, we connected, and. Uh, it, the, the product, uh, I can give you an idea of what it was. It's a, um, it's called Light Flurries, and it is a disco ball in a box that instead of spinning uh, horizontally, it spins vertically, and it make it creates an illusion on the outside of your house that it's snowing on your house. So if you live oh, in Florida, cool. it's a Christmas decoration, and it it displays falling snow on your house. Very and, cool. Yeah, it was a very cool product, and I thought, wow, this is this is great. Um, and so we, you know, we we made an agreement, uh, and I brought his product out to my channel of distribution, and uh, you know, it was a a product that retails for roughly seventy nine ninety five. And, you know, it's just been for the past, oh, seven years, it's been my number one product that I've sell. And it's in a bunch of catalogs. It was on HSN for three years. And uh, it just just took off. Uh, and, and the guy went from barely selling any to, you know, selling ten, twenty thousand 20000 a year. And and do you find that it was your gut in terms of of who to pitch to because you've been in the industry long enough? Is that is that really where what it comes down to? Uh, I'm not sure I understand the question in terms of who to sell it to. I mean, I sell it to well, all my customers. No, when, right, but when you first saw it, and then you said, "Oh, interesting idea. Oh, that's perfect for." HSN and it's going to be on for three years. Like in your mind, because you've been in this industry for so long, is that how you, your mind works? That you automatically know which clients um, it should at least be pitched to. Uh, when I'm when I'm kind of choosing which which clients, yes, my experience helps because let's take a, a mail order catalog like Hammaker Schlemmer that is a you know gears towards higher-end products or a front gate that, you know, they typically don't sell anything for less than $40. So if I have a product that's a 1995 retail, I'm not going to take it to Hammock or Schlemmer because that's just not the right fit. They won't, they won't sell it they won't waste their time with a with a lower end product they don't they associate themselves with higher end products so right. you know um so i know you know which catalogs and and who their demographics are are they more male orientated are they more female orientated are they um older people younger people and so yes i can target you know which places to take the products based on knowing about my customers. 
And do you help the inventor who, you know, has has just maybe they're not quite ready for market, but um, they come to you with an idea and you do you kind of give them direction on on getting ready so you would be able to to broker it? A little bit, but I um, and I'll spend a little bit of time with them, but I am not an invention company. I don't mm -hmm. help them with patents. I don't help them with manufacturing. I don't help them with package design. Mm -hmm. I am a sales agent. Mm -hmm. So in order for me to sell, you have to have product <laughs> in order for me to sell. Uh, you yeah. don't have to have 10,000 pieces, but you've yeah. got to have uh, enough so mm -hmm. that if it does take off, that um, – you know, that we can handle the demand and, and that you're willing to, you know, reorder the product and remanufacture the product right away. Okay. Um, and you have a place on your website. I, I've, you know, been looking at everything and, and uh, you have a very easy way for people to submit their product easily on your website, which is at sixideas.com, just so we get it out there. But uh, that's a great place for somebody to submit, wouldn't you say? Yes, and they can submit or they can uh, contact me by phone. I I get uh, probably three contacts a day, three to four contacts a day. Um, some are by phone and some are by email and some are through the, the form that's on my site. So, Great. Well, we're going to take a break, Ken, in about a minute and a half, and we just wanted to make sure that, that everybody realizes that there's so many different ways of, of of obtaining their goal to get their product into the retail market. Um, someone like Ken, who is a broker or a, a rep firm, actually will do the work for you with a, you know, a percentage of, of just like any commission sales rep representative, and it's his own independent company. He's been doing it for years. And this is a great way for those who have yet to um, – either A, attend a trade show, or B, have attended one but just don't have the manpower to make those phone calls every day and to, to do the work, Ken is really um, a great resource for that. So um, don't forget, we'll be right back after a few minutes from um, some of our sponsors, but six with the number six, ideas.com is a way to get in touch with Ken, and um, he really specializes in catalog, Internet, and TV sales and has really a, a well-known person in the industry to, to, to trust and to be a part of. So, Ken, if you can stick around, we'll be right back after a few words. Sounds great. All right. We'll be back in touch soon, everybody. <laughs> Linda and Diana will return after a short break with more of Innovation Divas. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Be here for Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Trisha will dig deep into topics that matter most to women, inspiring women to make a change in their own lives and to make a difference in the world, and maybe even deep within their own hearts. Trisha is a wife, mom, speaker, family expert, and author of 24 books. For more information on Trisha and Living Inspired, go to her website, trishagoyer.com. That's T-R-I-C-I-A-G-O-Y-E-R.com. 
Trisha's vision is to be the voice of hope and possibility for women of all ages. Her intention is to serve ordinary women by encouraging extraordinary things with God's help. Trisha expresses real life, real hope for real women. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Living inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Ladies and gentlemen, tune in every Monday night during the debut episode of Paranoia Texas at 8 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Eastern, and you will get a chance to win some very cool prizes from McDonald's, Walmart, Geek World, Red Pedal Salon, and so much more. All you have to do is listen for the cue, and when you hear this music, call in. That's every Monday night at 8 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Eastern, and win those cool prizes. Shh, listen, something is brewing. The beautiful business evolution is coming. The way we do business is about to change for the better forever. This is real business at its very best. On Beautiful Business Radio, you will learn what it means to truly prosper, how to nourish yourself and your business, how to earn what you deserve and make a difference in the world. The tide is rising. The change is here. Discover a new way to live, love, and partner with yourself and your business on Philippa Rollins Presents Beautiful Business Radio where you matter and your business thrives every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Central Standard Time, only here on the WooHoo Radio Network. If you need the connections to buyers, media, or companies who can take your product to the next level, then you are listening to the right show. This is the Innovation Divas on Toginet Radio. And now, let's return to your Innovation Divas, Melinda Knight and Deanna Cohen. So we are back with our last part of our show today. It is May 19th at about 11.45 Central Standard Time here in Chicago, which feels like we're living in the tundra, and I don't quite understand how that would be here in Chicago May 19th, but that's for another story and another day. But today we have Ken Lanner on from Six Ideas, who is a broker for great innovation, great products, wanting to make it in the retail world. So welcome again, Ken. And and let's talk a little bit about the timing, because I think that's a critical thing that people don't even realize when they're, you know, developing a product and what the retailers and the big, you know, TV shows, um, it takes some time, right? So can you explain a little bit about how that process works? In terms of time to make it, to get it sold? Yeah, like if I said to you, hey, Ken, I, I have a product and it's for summer and I want to be on QVC next week, is that possible? Um, let, me, let me put it to you this way. It's not <laughs> as long as it takes to get into a retailer. So if you wanted to get your product into Target, you know, they're looking at probably late 2016 right now. Um, but the... The mail order catalogs can be as quick as six weeks. So, yes, it's possible to make a summer product happen. And uh, with QVC and HSN, it's it's probably more like uh, four months, uh, you know, 
in terms of timing. So we'd probably be looking at uh, late fall for um, uh, for getting the product in there. Got it. And Melinda, do you have any thoughts, any questions? Well, I just actually, I did have a thought and a, a, I guess a question. Um, something that we've kind of heard over the, the last couple of years is that QVC, especially, or HSN, you know, they do have their target market. And, you know, it's not necessarily the the younger generation. And they've tended to stay away from um, juvenile products and baby products. Are you still seeing that that's the case? Are you seeing a trend that maybe more stay-at-home moms are watching those types of forums? Um, it is an older demographic. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's definitely not the, the Gen X um, or the millennials watching uh, mm-hmm. QVC and HSN. Um, so it is an older crowd. They uh, they like to think that it's probably a 30-plus-year-old um, customer, but my view is is that it's more like a 50-plus-year-old customer uh, that watches those shows. So it's very difficult to sell baby products, in my experience. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got to be something really really unique or very exciting that the grandparents are going to spend the time to to purchase. Yeah. Well, and they started to dabble a little bit in it online and kind of testing the products, but I don't know, in more of, you know, targeting the younger generation, I don't think it did quite as well. So um, we were kind of talking to them about that. So just interested to see if, it, if you've seen that trend trying to change on the television too so that's great feedback for people out there right. i think the one uh the one other point i was thinking about during during the break that is really great from an inventor standpoint about selling through these channels of distribution is it's really hard to sell one single product to a retailer to walk into target walmart walgreens any of those places and sell a single product is just very, very challenging. They want a whole line of product Mm -hmm. that they can put on their shelves. Mm -hmm. But typically the catalogs and uh, the shopping channels, if you've got a nice unique product, they will do it. They will put it on there. Mm -hmm. Um, And, uh, you know, that's what's great about my business is, is that I am able to work with inventors that only have that that one single product uh well and i think i think that they learn over time too that you have to have a brand and and if you're thinking with your one idea how it can expand and we talk a lot about that on the show about how important brand and longevity and growth and uh, so we we talk a lot about that so it's nice to have that confirmed that that's what the retail industry is actually looking for so that's great advice is there any other advice that you would give to inventors you know since you've been in the industry for so long hmm um, I guess just, uh, you know, I guess my approach is, is that it's really can be a shotgun type of approach. I mean, you could take your product out to a lot of different channels of distribution and you just never know what's going to work. Um, there's products that I thought were 
you know, going to be great Grand Slam type products, and they didn't work. And other products that I thought, oh, this seems pretty cool, and it turned out to be, you know, the best product that, that particular year. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it just, you know, go out there and, and try different channels of distribution, and and you just never know what's gonna what's gonna hit. Now, do you think, Ken, that um, inventors should really do market research with their family and friends first? Again, I, I just don't. My experience is that there's not a magic formula. And I've had products that, you know, everybody thinks this is a great product. And then and even the buyer from that particular retailer thinks it's a great product. And then it doesn't sell. So well, the consumer family, always right? decides it, in the end, it, the consumer, it's what they want. That's right. Yeah. And sometimes well, I don't it? even know whether it's because is it not packaged properly, is the marketing not, you know, well, you just, you don't know. So sometimes you just have to keep going with your gut until a certain period of time when, when either the consumer who actually gets to see the product in a catalog or in a retailer or, or the likes of, of QVC or a home shopping network, and if it doesn't do well, I mean, at what point do you tell your clients, I think it's time to, do you ever say it's time to give up? I mean, they, sh- you know, they, need to, they need to follow that advice. They need to um, not be so... Uh, in love with their own product that that they have blinders on to realize that it's just not resonating with the consumer. And everybody thinks that their invention is is the best thing in the world. But if it doesn't sell through, if you like it and your buyer likes it and you get it out into all these channels of distribution, but that end consumer doesn't resonate, it doesn't matter what time of day it was on QVC or what page it was in on the catalog, they're not going to buy it. So give it up. Right. I'm sure you've had to have those honest conversations with people, right? Right. And I just say, you know, I can't help you anymore. I can't spend my time if my customers are not purchasing it and the end consumer is not purchasing it. I just can't waste my time with that anymore. And, you know, I don't know if they continue on themselves, but for me, you know, it was a reality. The first product that I sold was a walking cane that had a clamping mechanism on it that would clamp to a table. So if you were out at a restaurant and you had a cane, you could clamp it onto the table because there's really no place to put that cane when you're you're out and about. You can't hook it onto the table. It's going to fall off, and it's going to fall on the floor, and you don't have the mobility to pick it up. And the product was – everybody thought it was great. My family, my friends, my – even the buyers of the catalogs and of the medical stores, they all thought it was just a great product. And QVC, and I got it into all these channels of distribution. The end result was the the customer did not purchase it for some reason. Interesting. And you know what? I was just going to say, I should get one of those for my mother-in-law because her cane always falls off, but I guess you don't have them anymore. 
<laughs> right, I don't have the cane. There are cl- there are clips that you could take an existing cane and clamp it onto somewhere, but um, so I don't know. Was it the price point? Was it the color? Was it the design? Was it the marketing? I don't know. But after a couple of years, I just gave it up because I wasn't you know, it wasn't working. And you know, I mean, look, we could go into a full you know hour of conversation. And um, we, we, we definitely, you know, could support the inventor community with that hour of really talking about, you know, that some products need additional marketing support. You know, it's not just, you know, getting them into a catalog, but, you know, sometimes it's, you know, having, you know, the support behind them from whether it's a commercial or a video, you know, campaign online through social media. You know, there's so many products on store shelves now and in the consumer's mind that it's much more difficult for those products to keep top of mind. So I would imagine that maybe it just came at the wrong time or or it just didn't have enough marketing support because it did sound like a, a really clever and smart idea. Well, Ken, thank you so, so much for being on the show today. Um, and I And I do believe that you have such an incredible category-specific area for our inventor community. I hope you're reaching out to those inventors. We just did our iKids show, so definitely go into the iKids pavilion and, and check out some of those inventors because they would love the idea of someone, you know, knocking on their virtual office door and say, you know, here's a great great um, lead for me to pitch you to QVC or to one of the catalogs or something. So definitely go in there, and thank you so much for being on our show today. Well, I really enjoyed it, and I, I do encourage any of the inventors out there listening to uh, feel free to contact me uh, either at my website at 6ideas.com, the number 6, or uh, kaylaner at 6ideas.com, or uh, give me a call. All right. Well, thank you so much, Ken. Thanks a Thank lot. you, Ken. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Oh. See you all next week. <laughs> Whoops. They really know the who, what, and why of inventing and love that they can share their knowledge, connections, and great women-invented products with this audience. Contact the Divas for more information on how to sponsor or attend. Then join us every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Central Standard.